All right, 10 o'clock, final hour of the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Was this intro for me, Duke? Is that, like, I, who is it, first of all? Yeah, that, uh, well, that's Post Malone. Who? Uh, Post Malone. Are you oh, familiar? No. He's quite popular. Um, he's a, a hip-hop artist from uh, Texas, but... Mm-hmm. He's, he kind of uh, flows across some, across genres, recently performed at the uh, CMA Awards, some sort of country music awards with um, uh, Morgan Wallen, uh, Hardy. He's a bit, he's a long, like he, he's done covers of Brad Paisley and stuff. He's a, mm. he's a talented guy and uh, coming from Texas, the country music, a, a soft spot in his heart. He did a, he actually recorded some Joe Diffie covers. Um, so Pickup what's Man the and cross, the John Deere Green. What's the cross to country? Like, what what do you call that song? Well, that's that's hip hop. That's okay. uh, that's just called Wow. Wow. But I'm just uh, and that that's <laughs> that was for you, Kevin. Wow. Wow. That was your that was your uh, expression when you got handed over the sheet for today's uh, inner out. <laughs> well, I never really had a good chance to look at it at all. That's fine. I don't mind. Well, I'll send it to Bob though. Bob will have to have a look at it. Yeah, true. Bob, I hope he's tuning in so he can weigh in on uh, today's quiet. edition he's, of the program. He's been quiet since uh, the well, first... Well, he hasn't anything to question you on. Well, World Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't ask Frank about any uh, wrong players or questions. Oh, boy. So, time now. Duke, are you in or are you out? We had some great times. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. You know what? Before you get rolling, because we got time. Before you get rolling, I was watching a movie the other night. Okay. And it was Ocean's Eleven. Great film. Uh, I just because those guys had so much fun making the film. You know, you want Brad Pitt is eating every second of it, right? He's got the shrimp things, the shrimp cocktail every time he's eating. But all of a sudden, I woke up, like not woke up, I I, I got up and I was just ecstatic because there's a part of the movie where uh, Matt Damon gets off the train after his pickpocket. They goes to. The Irish pub, George Clooney meets him in there because he's trying to recruit him and he hands him the plane ticket and he just says, are you in or are you out? Whoa. So yeah. there, you got to find that 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 sound right I'm there. Gonna, I'm going to get that sound yeah. uh, sound, sound pulled and uh, add it to the <laughs> intro there. And uh, yeah, if anybody else has any other uh, yes. um, notes from pop culture or wherever the case where that uh, expression in some capacity is used, uh, I mean, hey, the intro is fluid. We can uh, change oh. it up, pieces in and out uh, as yes. we roll along, right? We don't want to leave it too stagnant for too long. Today, Kevin, the Edmonton Oilers on their second of a three days uh, without gameplay. They'll resume action Saturday night against Ottawa. Uh, but tonight, you mentioned earlier with Spec, uh, the in-house skills competition for the Edmonton Oilers edition uh, goes from Rogers Place. And I'm saying individual teams' versions of this event, it's, they should get wacky. They should get creative. They should have some fun. Integrate different types of events, uh, whether it be like getting fans down on the ice, um, relay races. Like basically make it, because uh, it's already for the kids, make it really for the kids. And you can have your typical hardest shot, fastest skater, et cetera. But it includes some, you know, off the board, n- inventive, creative things that are non-traditional hockey skills competition. I'm in on this, Duke. I'm in on it. I love it. 
However, I think it should just stay for the kids, just for the kids, figure it out. And if you have to, maybe, maybe there's some sort of a draw and you, you pick a couple of kids and, and something as simple as, you know, one of the best parts of sometimes in intermissions and small stadiums and big stadiums, wherever it is, they have the shot from center ice through the little hole. So something like that for the kids. I think the kids would just be ecstatic. I think the players would love it. Not from center ice. Bring them in a little closer. Figure that out. We but, do that at Critters Games. Yes. Uh, they, the Stetler Imperials of mm-hmm. the ECSHL, Senior A Hockey, uh, they do that at their intermission. Um, a shot from center ice into the uh, very you know, tiny little I, slot. I, I don't think they, you, I don't think you want to get to the stage where the kids are doing the same events or similar events, but something a little off the Just wall. Just to get, get them in the, in the mix, Come right? Come on the ice, get two or three or four of them, figure that out. A couple girls, two guys, two girls that are, you know, eight, nine, 10, Community 11 years old, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. They come out and if they get it, maybe they get, I don't know, couple hot dogs, popcorn, whatever. And figure that's it out. the thing for, for kids, like they're obviously over the moon to be there. First of all, if they're, uh, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they get the opportunity to go. Cause like you said, they keep it pretty inexpensive and uh, not everybody's fortunate enough to actually get Oilers tickets yes. um, on a regular basis or at all. Right. Tickets, this is whatever this, this is something that everybody can go to. And yeah, just something to in, in integrate the fan experience into it. Because like we said, it's for the kids to start with, much like the entire NHL All-Star Weekend and Skills Comp. Um, everyone from, like, people just getting into hockey to kind of, like, yeah. when you're at that, for me, like, my peak of uh, hockey fandom was kind of, like, that 10 to 14 years old range, you know, being able to read, know off every stat and reading every hockey news edition uh, cover to cover, every sub-article and tiny little blurb. I, I live for stuff like that. Uh, I just think you get a couple kids out there that are, whatever, let's just say they're 10 years old, and you get them out at the hash marks or figure wherever you're going to put them, and they're looking up around, and there's 15,000 people in Rogers. Just imagine, you know, that's something they'll remember for the rest of their lives. 100%. 100%. Glad we're, uh, glad we're in agreement on that one, Kevin. <laughs> what if I would have said no? <laughs> then, then, I, then I'd call you Scrooge, and uh, I'd pile on everybody from the text oh, line yesterday boy. saying you suck. Yeah. I should have said no just to see all the just, people come in. And- yeah, just just to get the uh, play, play heel a little bit. But uh, no, that that's a pretty easy one, I think, for everybody to get behind. Uh, this one, maybe not quite as much so, because uh, we've already seen how much the uh, lack of interest here on our home soil uh, kind of grows once Team Canada is eliminated from the World Juniors. And while it is disappointing for Canadians, I'm saying that uh, Team Canada not being in the quarterfinal and beyond, it is better for the overall growth of the World Junior Championship with some of these smaller nations getting a little more shine? It's a hard question to answer, but I'm going to say I'm out just being a Canadian because the only good thing about the fact that Canada did not advance to the quarter or to the semifinals from the quarters in this one is that the tournament's being held in Sweden. When it was in Vancouver and this happened, I mean, the country was just going bananas. It was crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't see... Th- th- each country grows at its own pace. Czech grows for certain times and certain, uh, you know, Laddie will tell you, when Czech and, and Slovakia were together, I mean, the country was a powerhouse in hockey. When the country split up, it's taken a long time for those countries to build. They are building. I don't think if, it, if Czech or uh, even a country like Swiss, you know, if, if they were to move on, that's a big thing, but I don't see it as better for the overall growth of the World Junior Championship. So I'm out on this one. Number three, the Edmonton Oil Kings. 5-0-1 in their last six, uh, including a good stretch here on their current Western Conference road trip. 
Uh, Oil King still sitting near the bottom of the overall WHL standings, but I'm saying uh, they're a young team. They're kind of in the midst of this turnaround portion, cyclical, as all WHL teams are. I'm saying they'll be back in the WHL playoffs come spring of next year, 2025. Tough one again because they dug themselves such a hole. The Oil Kings are still in last place in the Western Conference standings, 28 points, four back of both Regina and Calgary. But this road trip has been phenomenal. They win last night in Kamloops. They play in Kelowna tomorrow, and then they close out the road trip coming east, I guess, in Calgary. They would have to continue at a torrid pace to make up this amount of ground. I still think they can do it. You think they can make the playoffs this season? Yes, I think they can make the playoffs this season. Oh, that's I, what I thought it was. No, I'm I'm saying oh, next by no. next year they'll have this uh, kind of on the other side of this rebuild and start to okay, be. Okay, no, no, no. I'm the, saying they can make it this season. I'm whoa. sorry, I didn't read this p- properly. I think they can make the playoffs this season. They've got so many players back. Yeah, injuries have been brutal for them. No this year. team has been decimated. We how many times have we talked to either uh, Kurt Hill or or Luke Pierce? Uh, we had Serge Lajoie on. They've never seen anything like this in their lives. Mm-hmm. They've gone out and played very well on this road trip. They have another tough game uh, in Kelowna. Uh, Kelowna's middle of the pack in the in the West. Calgary, you know, is a team that's a very winnable game. They could come out of this road trip at seven zero and one. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that they can do it this year. Nah, very. Uh, I, I did. That was not. That. that was not the uh, the origin of the question. But when, got, when you lay it out like that, all of a sudden I'm on board. I, I just the way the team is. They've got guys back, and uh, the goaltending still has to solidify itself. I think the defense has been pretty good. But again, if they can get a couple guys to come back and even then you'll see. Having said that, I should I should preface this because there's so many trades that happen <laughs> on trade, trade deadline. Uh, I mean, Kurt Hill could go. Even if we get in, we're going to probably not go far. No. Okay. Yeah. So maybe they make more trades than they would. Junior hockey, a lot like uh, All the NBA, where you know yeah. it's it's basically the top teams each season. Like that's it, it's just a reality. Yeah. And the nice thing is that usually each team will get their turn at the top yeah. of the table. There's some franchises that are kind of unfortunately mired in mediocrity and and poor um planning and and uh, and results but i mean the oil kings have had a lot of success obviously and i think they're kind of on the cusp of uh getting back to that where they are you know real challengers and i think this uh, this road trip is a great uh, example of that see what happens but i'll preface it that if they make all these trades they're not going to make it this year but yeah, a couple couple overage yeah. guys that uh, if they so chose uh, could maybe move out to some contenders to a help those contenders roster and give these guys uh, on their own team maybe a chance to have some playoff success this season. Number four, we just chatted with Judy Batista about the final weekend coming up in the NFL. Uh, one of the games that is uh, not a marquee one compared to the others, but it does have a lot of implications, the Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jags. Titans looking to play spoiler on their division rivals and uh, keep them out of the division title spot. Uh, Derrick Henry possibly suiting up for his last game with the Titans as he'll become a free agent in the summer. Turns 30 years old today, which seems pretty crazy mm-hmm. uh, that he's already been in the league that long. I'm saying since he entered the league in, I believe it was 2016, his first season, he has been the best running back in the NFL in that time period. It's a very tough question again, Duke. I love it when you just put these ones together. And obviously he has the most rushing yards in this span. Okay. There are some other great running backs at the tail end of when they either have, you know, 
started their down downfall in their career or guys that have coming up. So I'm going to say I'm out on this and I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey, even though he hasn't played the same amount of games and doesn't have the rushing yards as Derrick Henry does, I think he's a game breaker in the sense out of the backfield, catching the ball, receiving the ball. So I'm going to say out. He's not the best running back, Derrick Henry, since he entered the league. I'll say in that time span, I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. It's just those two back-to-back seasons, including the 2,000-yard uh, mm-hmm. year where he won most of, uh, our best uh, offensive player of the year, outstanding player, whatever you want to call it. Um, and honestly, if I mean, yes, it, we, we've talked about this extensively. It's a quarterback's award. The MVP, it always will be uh, pretty well moving forward. But I thought he had a great case that year to win the MVP. The yeah. Titans had a good season. Um, it, like It's just... When he's at his best, and he has been a lot over the past, what are we talking, seven, mm-hmm. se- five to seven years, first couple of years he wasn't necessarily a starter. He's so big, when he gets moving downhill, there's nobody that can hold off defenders better with the stiff arm, run right through tackles. CMC's amazing, and I think he, it's kind of a borderline, because CMC's 27, so he, he kind of falls in the same yep. quote-unquote generation as Derrick Henry, who's 30, as mentioned off the top. It's, it's a good I, question. I, Der- I mean, Derrick Henry. It's I don't know if there's somebody and being anybody more fun to watch. I mean, racking up 200 yard games, usually against the Houston Texans. He just <laughs> loved running all over them. It's his favorite thing, and uh, and he came up big in big moments. Like some playoff games with the Titans went to the AFC mm-hmm. Championship. It's um, it's an either or. I mean, it really take is. Take your pick, and I mean, and if you can because it's a tough question too because certain guys kind of gap between maybe the end of their career was. Uh, Derrick Henry's McCaffrey's first three or four. had a few injuries. Yeah, I mean, and, and like Derrick Henry, he obviously had one year where he only played eight games, and mm-hmm. he still put up just under 1,000 yards. So that kind of profiles out as, you know, probably an 1,800-yard minimum rushing season. And the touchdown totals, he's, he's virtually – the only real knock on Derrick Henry is that because he's such a big guy, he's actually not a great short yardage. It's back. weird, very weird. Because I, there's so much more yeah, of him to, to get, grab onto – and I mean, like, because obviously you can run through guys, but that's more one-on-one in open space. When you're trying to run through a line of five mm-hmm. D linemen, nobody's that big, right? Yeah, the, the, and the, one of the best things I like about Derrick Henry is that he is the number one card-carrying member of the running back union. Yeah, these guys they don't get a fair shake. I mean, they you when you go to a game, what do you watch? You watch your quarterback, you watch your receiver, you watch the running backs, and for these guys to not get paid, to not and to get just Never mind, paid released. Yeah, out of, They're totally uh, like, cut like, cut it's loose. Just ridiculous. Because, like I said, Derrick Henry has been unbelievable, yeah. and whether you put him as the top guy, second guy, even top three, he's mm-hmm. he, this is kind of his first real crack at like at thirty years old making what should be a lucrative contract, but he's not going to because running backs at thirty are practically no. they're practically expired in the eyes. He, of and NFL. he he was in the last few years he was always you know one two three pick in fantasy drafts. Yeah, now. He's it's probably he, not he, even a first he, rounder. He does not look like the same yeah. guy anymore. No. Um, I, I would love to see him get a fresh start uh, somewhere else and maybe get a better O line, a, a, diff, a different type of workload, maybe yeah. right, maybe working more in tandem with the. Uh, uh, I love it when he passes the ball. You it's know, that, it's it, awesome, isn't it? <laughs> and they have that formation. Everyone thinks he's gonna, and he doesn't. Like he just sort of just shot puts just, it yeah, over. Yeah, basically just like from that yeah. doesn't wind up at all. Just from his <laughs> ear, just kind of lobs it forward. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun watching Derrick Henry, even if it's been at the expense of my Texans a lot over the course of his career. So uh, wishing him a happy 30th birthday mm-hmm. today. Final one for you, Kevin. Uh, we've chatted about it with a few guests today. It's a hot-button topic as we're in the first week of January. I'm saying the cutoff 
for the Happy New Year greeting <laughs> is January 7th. One week of Happy New Year. That's it. What did I say earlier? I said, I'll go into February. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm out on this because I'm just going to keep saying it until, <laughs> until someone goes, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you'll say it to some guest, yeah. their first time guest, and, and they'll be like, well, I'm, never, I'm never going on that show again. That guy's wishing me a Happy New Year. It's January 14th. Yeah, we've gone a month already. It's been a terrible New Year for me, but hey, Happy New Year to <laughs> you anyway. Happy New Year. Well, coming up this weekend, it's Christmas Diets here, right? It's it's U- very it's Ukrainian Christmas. Yes, Orthodox, Orthodox Christmas. Yeah, pardon me. I'm uh, fine. I'm sorry. What, so you I'm, you say that, and what's my uh, in Slavitioho? Slavitioho. Yeah, Slavitioho. I love it. Um, Text comes in from Doug. Uh, hey, Kevin, the Kings, Oil Kings, have really picked it up. Since your uh, interview with Luke Pierce, you must be his good luck charm. Better head down to catch a couple of games. I know I am. That comes from Doug. We had Luke Pierce on, I believe it was the 22nd or 21st, right, right at the very before, end. Yeah, right, right before the, they headed uh, on their break, and, and, and then they were going on the road trip right after the break. Remember we were talking, Duke, and I said, I thought, oh, everyone's... Uh, uh, you know, we're leaving. You're leaving on the bus, and oh well, no, guys are meeting from all over. Yeah, you know, yeah, a bit of a weird. You don't see that very much in the uh, in the junior hockey ranks. Uh, but I mean, for them to get off to this start on this road trip, it 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 puts the, the GM Kurt Hill in a, a position where he goes, he's got to really evaluate the team and go, okay, we might be good enough to make a push here, might be good enough to make the playoffs, but are we good enough to win a round if we give up some? You know, some talent, some some key pieces to the puzzle. We will be better next year to go further in the playoffs. Uh, speaking of junior hockey, uh, we will have Adam Surgery from the Sherwood Park Crusaders. That's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big show. Uh, could have been uh, hungry like the Wolverines, Duke. You know, that's who the uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders play tomorrow, the White Court Wolverines. Is that what you were thinking with that? It wasn't, but that's a happy accident. Uh, time now for our uh, puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Uh, Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services they offer. As we are joined by Adam Surgery, Sherwood Park Crusaders GM, once again on Sports 1440. Adam, welcome back. Uh, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year's, guys. Thanks for having me. What's what's your cutoff when you say Happy New Year or receive the Happy New Year greeting? Uh, I'd say within a few days. <laughs> I think we're we're getting we're getting to that timeline. <laughs> so, like another week, where you're you're not acknowledging it, or or what are you doing? You'll always you'll always acknowledge it. <laughs> Can't not. Yeah. So, uh, second half of the season uh, underway for the Crusaders, and um, do you finally have your whole team kind of back together after so many guys were, you know, with uh, you know Team Canada West and things like that? Yeah, we're healthy. We're good to go. It's it's nice to uh, it's nice to have. Who was back? Who's back? And where were they playing? Just to kind of run us down, what was going on before Christmas? Yeah, we had a couple guys injured. Um, you know, just uh, Luke Lisko was injured. Uh, Tate Ross was injured. Um, you know, we had uh, five guys at the World Junior A Challenge and uh, Diego Johnson, Ryan Zaremba, um, Brock Such, uh, Dom Payne, and Eric Roos. So, it, uh, you know, obviously a, a good group, a good chunk of guys away, but. Um, you know, it was an exciting uh, opportunity for them, and they're able to come out with a gold medal. So they're coming back with uh, a great experience and, you know, some hardware. What was that experience uh, like for those five players? 
Yeah, I think it was really good. Like, I mean, it's 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 an opportunity to to play with some of the best players in the league and some of the best players, you know, at the tier two level across, uh, you know, really in the world. Like when you had a U.S. team there, you had a Slovakian team there, and uh, a Swedish team there. So it was a good test for those guys to to play against, you know, some of the some of the best players uh, in their age group and. Um, you know, and talking to them, and some of the takeaways was the speed and the quality of the hockey. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, like less time, less room, and, you know, guys are making, you know, connecting a little bit more on their plays. And, um, yeah, you know, so they're, they're coming back, having played some, some really good hockey, and um, you know, we, uh, you know, we're able to add that to our dressing room now, and, you know, hopefully they're able to, to share some of their experiences and, and help our guys. Sure, at Park Crusaders, GM Adam Surgery is our guest on Sports 1440. When you look at your roster, Adam, it's so balanced and, and deep. Uh, the depth is there. I, I don't recall seeing a team that has five goal scorers tied uh, for the team lead with 17. What kind of a luxury is that for this squad? Yeah, like, I mean, a perfect example is that was when those guys were all away, right? Like, it's just kind of next man up mentality and you know, what that does when guys leave is provide an opportunity and a platform for some guys to, to elevate and raise their game. And, um, you know, we, we went 6-0 and with all those guys gone. And, you know, we, we had some of these guys that now have 17 goals really stepped up um, while those guys were away and were able to take on a larger role. And, um, you know, if, if that's that's the benefit of having a deep team is, you know, you can you can lose five guys and you know five really good players and and still have success and i mean i think that's a credit to to the team as a whole like we're you know we, we win those games because we are deep and we uh we'll overcome some of the adversities with some injuries as well so it's kudos to the guys like you know with but depth is key i think anytime you you know any any league you watch a, a team have success you know you're going to always point to to the depth did you have some affiliate players, Adam, that came up in the absence uh, and helped out and chipped in? Yeah, we did. We, we kind of spread the love out a little bit, like try to give everybody a little bit of uh, an opportunity. But the benefit of um, you know, the beauty of, of the guys at the World Junior Challenge is the the guys that played AP games were they weren't uh, they didn't it didn't count against their their games played mm-hmm. for AP. So APs are allowed ten games and. Um, you know, it didn't count against them because we had guys at the World Junior A Challenge. So uh, it's kind of nice. We can, you know, utilize a, a, a defenseman that, you know, uh, helps us and play him more um, and not waste some of those games and add some experience for him for later on in the year. And then, um, you know, able to get a couple local guys in Shirt Park and Hudson Landmark, Ty Ryan, you know, getting them some, some games and then some young guys too and, you know, Matsu Lajoie and Roxton Rorchow. And, you know, so we're able to give some young guys some games and some looks and give them an experience and a taste of what it's like in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Sergio, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Uh, since we last talked, Adam, it's probably been about six weeks or so. Have you had any more players commit to NCAA scholarships? Yeah, we had one more. Um, we had one more in... Uh, and Connor Jangle committed just before Christmas to Lindenwood University, which is great for him. He's really elevated his game and become a really good player in our league. Uh, really excited about him in the future. He's only an old five and think that 
know, his game is only, he's only scratching the surface with how good he can be. And then we actually added um, World Junior A Challenge defenseman and Cooper Sharp out of Camrose. Um, so we added him, who's also committed to Union. So um, we were able to add, add, a, add a player as well over the break and try to strengthen the depth of our lineup. What's Cooper Sharp all about, and how did that uh, acquisition uh, happen? Yeah, I think for Cooper, like, you know, like he, he's played his minor hockey in Sherwood Park, and um, having the, you know, experience of the World Junior A Challenge with our guys, um, I think, you know, he wanted a little bit of a change, and, you know, we have, we have a deep team, so we were able to afford um, to make a transaction with Camaros, and, uh, we gave up some good players, but you know we're getting a really good player in return. You know Cooper's like is only 18 years old, and mm-hmm. he's got a lot of talent. Moves really well, defends really hard, and you know he was a top pairing D man by at, at the, uh, the World Junior Challenge by the end of the event. By the end of the event with with uh, Dom Payne. So <clears throat> when we when we had that opportunity, we kind of you know we went all in on it because you know, it's it's rare and it's hard to, to add a player like that. Adam Sergio, our guest on Sports 1440. Can you run down uh, maybe off the top of your head, and maybe you won't include them all, but all the players that uh, will be committed to NCAA and not necessarily where they're going, but just how, I guess, happy you are that you are being a big part in uh, helping these kids move on to the next stage in their playing and academic careers? Yeah, I mean, we've had 16 on our roster uh, at this point in this year. Right now we have 12 on, on the current roster, and and you look at, you know, Brock Such going to St. Cloud and, um, you know, Brian Zaramba going to Minnesota Duluth and Diego Johnson, Wisconsin, Luke Lisko, Ferris State. Um, you know, we've got, uh, I was trying to think of oh, Penn State with, with Kale Dock and, you know, Penn State with Kate Christensen and Canisius for Dom Payne and Lindenwood for Connor Jangle and Union for, um, for, uh, Cooper Sharp, and mm-hmm. then our two goalies, Cornell, um, you know, with uh, Eric Roost in Vermont for, mm-hmm. for uh, Daniel Haru. And I think I'm, I'm missing one right now. And okay. It's going to bug me now because I don't want him to <laughs> not get to, credit. But, <laughs> Sorry yeah, to put you on no, the spot, Adam. No, it's all good. Yeah. It's, you know, it's good. And so all the guys, you know, they're, they're well-deserving and, you know, they're, mm-hmm. we're, we're really happy for them. Uh, they've, they've done an extraordinary job and, you know, we're excited. Who was who who's the player going to Fair State? Luke Lisko. Okay, yeah, a uh, good buddy of mine's been in the program there, assistant associate coach for well, I don't know twenty five years, maybe more. Uh, Drew Famulak has been that? Drew Famulak. He's been there forever. Okay, yeah, nice. So, um, looking forward at the schedule. I mean, you've got some games before this, but. Uh, Brooks in Sherwood Park, Saturday, January 13th. I'm sure you've had this one kind of circled on your calendar for quite some time. I am assuming it would be a sellout. I'm assuming that would be probably one of the top games to come out and watch in Sherwood Park, the top two teams. Before going into White Court, and we'll discuss that in a second, just your thoughts on playing uh, Brooks uh, at home on a Saturday night should be a good one. Yeah, it's always exciting to play Brooks. Like They're the standard, right? Like the the standard in our league so every time we play them we just look at it as an opportunity to continue to grow and build you guys would have heard me you know talk about get better every day and um not to downplay it because that's a big day like that's a big game for us it's a big test it's january it's you know months and a bit away from the playoffs like it's an important game 
it's an important test. Um, but at the end of the day, like win or lose, like we're going to come out of that game better. And, you know, with the timeline that's still left before the playoffs, like that's what we have to keep in mind. And that's, what's most important. I think what we want to see from our guys is make sure that, you know, we bring our best effort and so that we can come out of there with, you know, the, the information that we need to continue to build. Um, so, you know, we're excited about playing them. They're, they're always a great test and, you know, it's, it's going to be a really good game. Before that, Adam, you go to uh, White Court tomorrow to play uh, the Wolverines. Uh, what kind of test will that present? It's going to be really good. They play tight checking games. Um, they get timely scoring from, from some of their players. And, you know, they're always going to play hard. And uh, it's a tough rink to go into and win. So, you know, we're going to have to bring our best game. And, um, you know, we, we expect they've been really, really hot right now. They got off to a slow start in, at the beginning of the year. And, we one of the hottest teams in the league as of late, so um, we expect them to, you know, we expect them to that to be a tough game tomorrow night. How's the support been for the Crusaders in Sherwood Park? It's always just so tough, and we've talked about it a couple of times that you've been on Sports fourteen forty, just trying to get, you know, a day to day operations going in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, any Junior Hockey League for that matter. It's tough, and you need a big staff, you need a lot of volunteers. Uh, what's it been like to kind of keep things going and keep things rolling in Sherwood Park? Yeah, I think up until this point, I'd say it's been okay. But historically in our league, like if you look at the data, like January, February, March is when attendance really starts to climb. So I, I think with the team that we have right now um, and understanding, you know, the, the the data with, you know, fan base and, and support being you know, better in the second half. Like, I'm excited to see what what's going to come for, for the organization. But, you know, I think the players, like, they've worked so hard. And you know, I just want to see them get, you know, I just want to, I just want to see the community rally around them and, and give them the support that they deserve, really. Like, they've done such an incredible job. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd love nothing more for them to be playing in front of large crowds and, you know, giving them that extra little adrenaline rush to, to finish the second half strong. Well, we're really looking forward to the second half and what the Crusaders can do, sitting currently second place in the Alberta Junior Hockey League standings. Hey, do you do you like the fact that they've changed it to one division this year? It's different. Um, it's definitely different. I don't know if I love it because it's the first time in a while that you know we're leading the division since, since <laughs> COVID, but um, we're always so used to seeing Spruce at the top. and um, So it'd be nice to see our name at the top of the North Division, but at the same time, you know, to see us in second place, um, you know, in an in, in, in interlock, like, it's pretty cool, too. So, it, it's, you know, it hasn't, it doesn't impact us as much, Kevin, because mm-hmm. we're so centralized with our travel. So, it, it, you know, it's probably made it a little bit easier not having to go up north to GP and Fort Mac twice. We only go once and do back-to-backs up there. So, it's kind of made life maybe a little bit easier in that sense. But, um it's made it a lot more difficult for other organizations, that's for sure. Yeah, how tough is it for those, you know, like, is it more travel for other teams compared to before? Well, I mean, Brooks would, for example, I use them, like, they, they would only go to to, uh, to Fort Mac for for one game, um, right? And now they're, now they're doing it. They're going up there, you know, for two games at least, so that's at least two nights. And then yeah. same thing with coming up this way, like, doing all the trips up this way for uh, they've added a, you know quite a bit to to their budget i'm sure Durham heller and canmore and you know some of those teams 
Um, it, it's added a lot more on their plate, but for Fort Mac and GP, it probably hasn't changed a whole lot. So, um, you know, it, it's the teams that are a little bit more north that would probably take a little bit of a hit, um, having to go more south and vice versa. So, you know, we're lucky being centralized and um, not having to, you know, I think it, it, it's a difference of maybe one night in the hotel. Adam, thanks so much for your time again. Uh, thanks for coming on Sports 1440. Good luck tomorrow in White Court and then uh, the second half of the season. Uh, best of the luck. Best of luck to the Crusaders moving forward. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks, guys. Take care. Adam Surgery, Short Park Crusaders, general managers, the Crusaders back in action tomorrow in White Court. Big game on January 13th. And if you want to go to a junior hockey game, go to that game in Short Park on the 13th. Saturday night, you got Brooks in town, two of the top teams in the country. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, that's a puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Head to FountainTire.com and check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. When we come back... The Duke and I will wrap things up for a Thursday. It's going to be fun to have Eddie Steele back in the in the studios. We've had uh, the last two, three weeks, it's been slim pickings in here, Duke. Just you and I, we had, I guess, Schlemmer was in yesterday. Yeah, Schlemmer, you know, Schlemmer, the, was, Schlemmer and Eddie, the only ones uh, ready <laughs> ready to rock and roll in 2020, 2024. Everyone else still uh, on vacay mode. Yeah. And I joke, obviously, because yes. uh, Grant and Laddie were, were <laughs> traveling. Uh, pretty much the exact time we are on air, so we'll uh, we'll cut them some slack. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe Laddie brought back some uh, some Czech uh, cooking or treats or something for <laughs> us. He might share. He was talking it up so good when he came on a couple weeks ago, live from uh, from Czech. overseas. And you know what? We had that text come in. Um, do you remember which one I'm talking about? The guy oh, uh, asking about why you kept saying um, Czech Czech instead of Czechia or uh, or Czech Republic. And I just oh, uh, that's Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. So Ryan texted in a while back. Uh, it's Czechia or Czech Republic. I don't know why Kevin keeps saying Czech. And then Duke responds to Ryan says, "Laddie Schmid told us he calls it Czech. Everyone calls it Czech or Czech Republic. Not a fan of Czechia. And I have said Czech Republic, but I'm not saying Czechia anymore because I don't want to feel the rain of blows thundering down from me from Laddie Schmid when he comes in here. Yeah, Laddie. Yeah, yeah. I, I got Laddie surprisingly heated when that came up uh, in conversation. He said he's like nobody here calls it that. Nobody knows why we changed he was it to really that. Fired up, and uh, and I mean, hey, nobody would know better than him as a uh, you know that's his home and native land. So. Not disagreeing with that. We've got a text coming in about Orthodox Ukrainian Christmas. We'll get to that right after the break. Kevin Carey's show returns on Sports fourteen forty right after these messages. Hmm. All right. Final segment on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Is that a remake? Who sings that one? That's the Beatles. That, I, well, it didn't sound like the Beatles to me. It sounded like a remake. It's probably remastered to sound better. Maybe that's know? what it is because it sounded a little better. Yeah, like clearer. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever watch that movie yesterday? No. Oh, come on, Is it dude. good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. I really, I really enjoyed it. And I thought that guy was really good in the movie, whatever his name was. Buddy guy. Yeah. Uh, you'll be excited to hear, Kevin, that uh, Connor Hall and I are undertaking a, um, or renewing. Um, yeah, I a heard thing, a little a about it. that he I did heard. about, you know, one movie a week. So yeah. if you've got... Uh, Replacements. I, I, I had already told Connor, but he doesn't seem to think that it deserves to be on it because, A, I should have already watched it. And uh, it doesn't necessarily, well, in Connor's mind, fall into the category of, like, classics. Like, the... the, the Connor, get in here for... Okay, just a second here. So just because... Connor's watched it. You haven't. He's saying he won't rewatch it. 
No. Or Connor Halley's coming into the studio. Can now. I drop in on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't understand. Would you say it's a great movie? No, I hate it. Oh, why, why does he have to I, watch it? I don't like the replacements, but we this happened two months ago, two and a half months ago. And we started talking about it, and he said he'd never watched it. Two months it? ago, Kevin, that was the first week oh, on air, okay. I think, that that came up for Four the first time. Ago. Well, the quicksand scene is iconic. I feel like everyone should watch that. So, <laughs> I don't know about But, okay, th- my take on this, Connor, was that if, when you get a script and you go and you're in a movie, and I'm talking about Pat Summerall and John Madden, okay? Yes, yes. When they would get a script and they'd go, hey, this look, you know, this might be a good movie. Let's do it. We'll do it. And then when they would have seen the final product, I'll bet you anything, they'd have went, why did we do that? Yeah, cool at the time. It'd be a cool experience, but that, well, and I thought you loved the movie. No, so that's why I was. I thought of, you no, did no, no, back no. as well. Too. No, I didn't like it. <laughs> it's not even in the top fifty movies. Well, we don't me, have to watch it. Then, I don't think. No, but he needs to watch it. I, I'll put it on the list. I'll rewatch it. I, I'm always down for little Keanu, but then we probably have to watch one of his other movies to cleanse the palate. One the of Matrix. Who? I've never seen the Matrix. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You haven't seen The Matrix? I've seen either? John Wick. Um, John Wick's unreal. <laughs> what you should watch with Keanu Reeves is Something's Got to Give. Oh yeah. Well, see, I've never seen that. Okay, Me that's either. with okay, Jack. That, that, that one could be on the list. You, that's a great movie. Jack Nicholson. The The beginning of the movie is what you guys will like. I can guarantee you that. Okay. The very opening. You'll go, this is my kind of movie. <laughs> and then you're, <laughs> I'm not kidding. All and, right. then, and then you're both going to go, what am I watching this for? But you'll enjoy the story. You'll enjoy. It's it's sort of, I mean, you kind of have to watch it. It's a if they want to call it, can you say chick flick anymore? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we we did this a couple a years rom-com. ago. Yeah, and I I watched the movies I thought I would never enjoy, and some I didn't, but some I actually found pretty good. So he's the whatever the third actor in this one. So he's behind Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. So he I've would heard be, of this one. Yeah. Okay. He's the doctor in the movie, and I'll just say the <laughs> what 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 he's the doctor. Anyway. I got to tell the one line just for the dude, because it, it's just one of the funniest. When when you watch Jack Nicholson in a movie, and I mean, okay, first of all, put One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest on your list. That's already on the list. Okay. Yeah. It's a long yeah. time ago. That movie's 50 years old. But in this movie, uh, Jack Nicholson is in the doctor's office, and he's had a heart attack, and he's wondering when he can resume certain activities with the ladies, okay? Mm-hmm. So he looks at, at Keanu Reeves, and he says, hey, doc, what about Mr. Midnight? When can I be up and running in that department? <laughs> so I'm gonna I might pocket that line and see no. if I can ever work it into work it into my uh, my daily my daily perusings. Put it on the list, Duke. I Put think it, on it would list. be great. I think it would be great. The text came in uh, earlier, and we were talking about, and we want to just clarify this because it's a very important thing. Uh, Kevin, this comes from John. Sorry. Um, because of the war with Russia, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Canada changed Christmas to December 25th to line up with Ukraine and Europe. Some families may still celebrate January 7th on their own. Obviously, with everything that's going on in Ukraine and Russia, thanks, for uh, John, for clarifying that. Husk says, never seen, haven't seen The Matrix. He's going to you, Duke. Is that to you? That comes from Husk's. Slurpee Sean says, great movie. I think we're talking about... I think he's about, talking about The replacement. I don't think he is. I think he's talking about yesterday. Well, clarify for us, Slurpee yeah. Sean. What uh, what movie do you think is great? I think he's talking about yesterday. He's Maybe. not talking about The Replacements. 
This whole time, I thought you were telling me that this was like the second or third best sports movie ever. There's two or three uh, parts of the movie that are fun to watch when they're in jail. That's a good one. I mean, the Flacco speech and the whole thing that Connor was talking about, some certain parts in that, but it's really not that good of a movie. Like oh. if in the sports realm of movies yeah. it's not as good it's, it doesn't rank in the top like it doesn't it doesn't stack up to like remember the titans oh, or, or it's we not are marshall even, or no, miracle no, no. or it's not even it's not even top 40 50 oh that's a lot of movies to be better for sports movies yeah oh it, it doesn't even fall angels in the outfield well now we're getting into that's whatever. like that's in the category it kind of is more close to i think angels in the outfield is probably better than replacements oh wow uh, how about concussion or two for the money? Brent says we talked about two for the money last week. Yep, and uh, concussion with um, Will, Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, I've th- I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. Oliver Steve says something's got to give is a great movie. Jack is awesome. It's a chick flick, but guys like it too. I like. And there's it. nothing wrong with that. There's I like tons it. of chick yeah. flicks that I've uh, watched in my life, or rom coms, whatever term you want to use to describe yeah. them that I've uh, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. I just like Jack Nicholson, favorite actor. So. He's your he's your number one. Oh yeah, I mean, think about all the great movies he's been in. Yeah, it's I mean, hey, when you do it for that long, I've seen probably, I would say I've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest over a hundred times. Can you let's so say you can like do it verbatim? Oh, some certain. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of swearing in there, obviously, but <laughs> just the whole story about how you know he goes into the I, well, it's not the warden, but it's the guy that's running the the loony bin and uh the guy says randall patrick mcmurphy rp mcmurphy so i ended up starting calling rod phillips rp rp and i every time i phone rod i'll just say rp mcmurphy husk (laughs) says the replacements i agree no good rotten tomatoes gives gives it a 41 is it better than air bud adam says (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how about this one from Levi? Most Valuable Primate. That's a great movie. That is so funny. <laughs> Brandon says, Kevin is completely wrong, LOL. Bad take, not even top 50. Replacements is a top 10, maybe top 15. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah, the Primate one, I don't know about that one. I liked it because much like the Air Bud franchise, he did other stuff too. Like he went to become a snowboarder, mm-hmm. skateboarder. I think he was best as a hockey player. That uh, movie was believable right up until he shot it so hard it went through the net. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Dooley says, Concussion was a terrible movie. Will Smith trying to talk in a weird voice like the doctor was creepy. Well, that was the accent, and it was, uh, oh, I can't remember the, the guy's real name. Mamula, Mamanula, something like that. Sandlot is the greatest sports movie of all time. Ryan from Bentley. I don't know about the greatest movie of all time. You enjoyed the Sandlot? Uh, Sandlot, I like that one, yeah. We went through this about a month ago, the greatest yeah, movies, you know. The sports movies, yeah. We talked about I mean, it. You like Miracle. I, I like, like Miracle. Miracle. I love Remember the Titans. I really liked We Are Marshall as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on just the other night, We Are Marshall, just on normal TV. Normal TV? Normal cable. I'll be honest, Kevin. I have no motivation <laughs> to get cable again. Yeah. Um, but there is one thing yeah. that makes me want to get it. Jeopardy. <laughs> I love Jeopardy. I live for Jeopardy. 
We might have to have a little soft in Jeopardy. Uh, Brandon says, any given Sunday, top notch. Playbook Vic, Slapshot or Bull Durham? Only two choices. Mm. Uh, no love for draft day. That I like draft day. If draft day yeah. did not have the actual team logos and names in it, people would think it's a terrible movie. Because it's not that. Like I like it. I, mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. It's something about the fact that they're like, holy crap, they actually like got real NFL licensing for this movie. It like all of a sudden makes Goodell's it, in the movie makes <laughs> it seem like it's way better than it actually is because that movie isn't really that good. There are some parts where the storyline you go, come on, yeah, yeah, right, like, 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 okay, there's no possible way on a draft day that any general manager <laughs> is going to be talking to anyone remotely in his family. Unless there is a severe, severe emergency. Unless somebody is yes. dead. Like. You know. Uh, Costner for Love of the Game. I, I enjoy that movie because of Vin Scully. Oh, yeah. Just phenomenal when Vin Scully says at the end, and the uh, cathedral that is Yankee Stadium belongs to a chapel, because that was Billy Chapel, the guy's name. I like that. Except there was a few parts in the movie that, terrible. League of Their Own. Kevlar goes... <laughs> this is I okay. If, if this is true and legit, we got to get this guy in. Cat Dad says I was on the set of MVP, and that monkey is legit. <laughs> Come on, there's like, no way. Like, does he say that monkey is legit? Like that monkey is cool, or like he actually could skate? Well, first of all, that what, can't uh, be true. If this guy's on the set, he's worthy of being on Sports fourteen forty. Is that yeah. correct? Uh, yeah. Bull Durham, slap shot from Playbook Vic. Again, he said only two choices. Kevlar said Major League, which is actually probably, it's definitely oh. my top three. Okay. Kevlar goes Mike, Happy, Mil- Happy Gilmore, Mike Drop. Deadly Kevin Costner. He's been in a lot of great sports movies. You think about it, Bull Durham. He's been in uh, Tin Day. Cup. Draft day. Think about he's run yeah, the gamut. That's true. Surprise! How come had- he's not some uh, school's minister of culture coaching him up on the sidelines like McConaughey? Yeah. What's well, Costner's alma mater? I don't know. That's a good good question. Probably didn't even go to school. Oh, everyone went to school back then. The quicksand speech in replacements was an all time great. Jeff says varsity blues. We're going to be getting lots of text. Send them in. We'll we'll talk about this tomorrow too. Hopefully, uh, we've got a we've got a great show tomorrow. Eddie Steele's back. We're going to have Charleston Hughes, one of the sack men, the all time sack leaders in CFL history. It's going to be great. Uh, thanks to all our guests today. Ben Nicholson Smith. It was fun talking Blue Jays baseball for a little bit off the hop. Frank Saravalli, Mark Spector. In the 8 o'clock hour from Rogers Sportsnet and the Daily Faceoff, uh, Judy Batista's just a wealth of knowledge corrected me in two quick ones like bang, bang. Well, it's not. Yeah, no, sorry, Judy. It was my fault. Uh, she is a top-notch NFL.com and the NFL Network used to work at the New York Times. Sam Ojohowitz. Samantha Woj, Sam Woj, check her workout. It's all over our social media platforms. Just truly amazing what she does, painting pictures of athletes with sports equipment. So not a brush, not a roller, sticks, gloves, pucks, helmets, 
balls, basketballs, whatever. She's going to start using basketball nets now. And Adam Surgery from the Sherwood Park Crusaders uh, was guesting with us uh, just about uh, 20 minutes ago. Thanks so much to our guests. Thanks to you, our listeners. And again, all the texts are coming in. Bang, bang, bang. Everyone loves talking about sports movies. Loves talking about sports movies, which is great because there are so many great sports movies out there. Uh, I don't know what, uh, so you don't have the cable or whatever, but I was going through, you hit this button on the on the remote now, Duke. All you got to do is say, sports movies, bang. List, the, of, list of 100. It's like that commercial. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That is unbelievable. I didn't even know how what to like, look for. Like, like it, you just say that and it will like give you live channels that are playing sports movies? It'll, well, it's demand. Oh. So it's just say every sports or every channel that you get. Say uh, sports movie, da, 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 play sports movies. A list of 100 will come up. Wow. There's no messing around, James Brown. What a world we're living in. It's the <laughs> year of our Lord and Savior, 2024. And Kevin can just ask oh, his TV yeah. to play what he wants. Well, I wouldn't know how to do it on an iPod or whatever it was. <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't. Uh, coming up, top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy with... Uh, the former Roshep T-Bird. Connor Halley and the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas. At 12 o'clock, the lowdown with Alan Mitchell till 2 o'clock. And then that's when Jason Graver, Greger drives us home on Sports 1440 with the Jason Greger Show. Thanks again to all our listeners. Uh, the Game 2 of the semifinals at the World Juniors get set to go in about a half an hour. Finland and USA and Sweden awaits the winner. We will see you back here bright and early tomorrow at 7 with co-host Eddie Steele. Uh, looking forward to that. Some Someone actually in the studio besides you and I and Schlemmer. <laughs> and Eddie was here on the 22nd too. Again, thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.